This is not a time for pessimism. This is a time for optimism. Fear and doubt is not a good thought process because this is a time for tremendous hope and joy and optimism and action. But to embrace the possibilities of tomorrow, we must reject the perennial prophets of doom and their predictions of the apocalypse. They are the heirs of yesterday's foolish fortune tellers, and I have them, and you have them, and we all have them. And they want to see us do badly, but we don't let that happen. They predicted an overpopulation crisis in the 1960s, mass starvation in the 70s, and an end of oil in the 1990s. These alarmists always demand the same thing, absolute power to dominate, transform, and control every aspect of our lives. We will never let radical socialists destroy our economy, wreck our country, or eradicate our liberty. America will always be the proud, strong, and unyielding bastion of freedom. In America, we understand what the pessimists refuse to see that a growing and vibrant market economy focused on the future lifts the human spirit and excites creativity strong enough to overcome any challenge, any challenge by far. Oh my goodness, I love him so much. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, some of these folks talk about the apocalypse. I was just talking to someone this week and I was trying to help them understand that this is the the, the bright, bright future and and uh, that we've been, because you know, they were talking about, oh, we understand we've got some really rough days ahead. Uh, you know, an entire congregation being fed this drivel. And it's just so sad. And uh, I said, is there any, uh, you know, would you be willing to look at this information? And so I sent this and I'm just please, Lord, help him open his eyes. And because then he can help to open so many others. Ugh. I'm telling you, it, it's so powerful. We've got to, to stop listening to the naysayers. Oh, he is just our our encourager in chief. Our just this Davos was wonderful. Everything he had to say was so tremendous. Um, actually, I have one <laughs> one that he did today. He said, uh, "How foolish these people are to think that I had eight times that I was talking to this to him about uh, about the quid pro quo." quid pro quo. He says, maybe if you said it once, or if you, maybe if you said it twice, but he literally said this, he says, if they said, if I said it eight times, they'd say I was Looney Tunes. <laughs> it's true. It's just, it's, it's, they don't even make up good lies. It's like, really? You think that anybody was going to believe that he really did say that? Anyway, welcome. I'm excited about what I'm going to share with you guys today. It's just going to be so, uh, I think you're going to just love it, love it. I'm, uh, I was reading uh, in Isaiah and I just got to share it with you guys and uh, help, I think, open up this wonderful book to us. And especially with the, uh, the light of what, you know, the current events and what we're learning from Q and, and um, you know, just so much revelation. It, it opens up the book and it makes it just, things are just falling into place, making so much sense. Um, I am Melissa, I'm Red Pill the World, and uh, we look at the Q post and the the Trump tweets and, and uh, the current events in the light of God's word, because this is biblical. <laughs> it is biblical. This is biggest. 
This is biggest. This is the day we've been waiting for. And this is the great awakening. We call it the great awakening, but this is a biblical term that we've been waiting for this great awakening. And uh, it's just so exciting to see this happening before our very eyes. And uh, yeah, and I'm telling these numbers that he was telling about at the Davos are out of, out of sight you know that that the uh, that the unemployment numbers are the lowest they have been. Uh, I, I made a, I put that on my my Twitter before. I guess I did this. No, no, no. I wasn't able to put it on my Twitter because I'm in Twitter jail. I put it on our community page. I'm in jail. I'm in Twitter jail, and I think it it, it might have been from this post. I don't know. You idiot! Now they're going to investigate me. <laughs> wait just wait this we got them right where we want them because we're the whole world is attuned in to see what's going to happen in this in this uh in this whole debacle impeachment debacle and it's you know they don't want hunter to come up there hunter doesn't have any information oh yeah he does that was the whole point about the conversation that's the whole point about the transcript because we're wanting to know what was going on oh wow just we got them right where we want them. Really do. I don't think it was this one. I think it was because I did a post uh, exposing Biden for what he does with these children. And it's been on the video. Uh, you know, they shouldn't be mad at me because I'm putting these pictures. They, they had, it, it's been on the news. It's been on the news on, on regular news, him, you know, patting these children and I put it on my page and I'm in trouble. It's like the president, I'm, you know, he, Biden steals the money. The president asks about it and he's in trouble. Biden does this to children. I'm saying, what's up with this? And I'm in trouble. I guess that's what it is. I don't know. I sent a message to Twitter to say, what is the problem? I want to be back free. It should be reinstated. We shall see what happens with that because I just love sharing things. Wow. Twitter is such an easy great way to share things but we shall see what happens on that and happy anniversary to our wonderful president and his beautiful wife melania this is uh and i was trying to send him a happy you know, it's a retweet i wanted to <laughs> happy anniversary sorry i can't retweet because i'm in twitter jail um so yeah look at this you guys a hundred thousand people have requested tickets for president trump's Rally next week in New Jersey. A hundred thousand. The stadium only holds seventy five hundred. A hundred thousand people have requested tickets. The highest demand among all previous rallies. People are waking up. Wow, what a great post! Thanks, Ryan, for that. And uh, George responded, "It's the Great Awakening. It's the Great Awakening." Ah, we shall see how many of our friends and family members wake up it's uh many of them who've really doubled down it might take a little bit longer because pride is a tough thing to 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 uh to grapple with we shall see but look at that a hundred thousand people and this is what made me crazy last night because i really don't listen even i don't really listen to the news very much i did listen to tucker i want to see what was going on with the with some of these uh with the, with the what they were saying about the um the hearing and uh, Britt Hume was on there and you'd think of Britt Hume as fairly, you know, whatever, uh, paid uh, much of a patriot. But he said, Oh my goodness. He said, yeah, well, you know, 
President Trump is, has a hard time with his numbers. His numbers are not go, doing well. He says, you know, especially, you know, you look at Clinton, Bill Clinton, when he was impeached, his numbers were so good. And I'm like, you never saw people going to rallies like for, for Clinton, like they are for, 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 for President Trump. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? People are, it's in standing in line for days, literally for days in sub zero temperatures to be at his rallies. You've never seen such a thing as this, never seen such a thing. And then, Oh, his numbers are like, give me a break. Give me a break. And actually the numbers, as far as the, the poll, which we already know about polls, we know about polls. Hello. The polls, you know, from way back from the election, the polls are bull, but yeah, that was just so dumb. But yeah, I've had so many people wanting to go to his rallies and I will never forget it in my life. I'm so thankful I got to go to the rally and be literally, you know, just an arm's, arm's length from the president. What a day. And of course, I think I told you guys, you guys, if you haven't, if you're new to the channel, definitely make sure you like, share and subscribe um, uh, because they're, I'm hoping they're not going to try to shut me down while, because, you know, I'm being, <laughs> I'm in trouble. I'm such a renegade. Um, not even that word. Anyway, but yeah, the, um, when the, when I've got a video of me going to the Texas Trump rally, you can search that if you haven't seen it. But yeah, I remember I did this for all of us that um, I'm there representing all of our Freedom Force Battalion. I'm like, we love you, <laughs> right? I mean, he's right there, and I'm screaming like a like a wild woman. Oh, it was great. It was great. Okay, so and then this might have been another reason because I tweeted about three tweets about William Pepper and William Pepper does not get any press at all, but he represents the King family. And every time it's Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, day, I always promote what really truly happened. And many of you are like, Oh wow. I had no idea that the King family has, has won a civil litigation, a civil suit against the U S government for wrongful death that they state this, they were responsible for his death and they had to admit this in civil court. So they were found guilty of, of being responsible. So this wonderful man, William Pepper, I'll, I'll play a little bit about uh, this uh, in, interview and, uh, and, and then I'll chat with you a minute about uh, William Pepper, interesting person. He works for the King family. He's the lead counsel for Sirhan Sirhan, who's the convicted assassin in the uh, assassination of JF for Bobby Kennedy. Sirhan Sirhan is the, in, in, and he was not guilty. He was not guilty of that. That was a big fat lie, as well as James Earl Ray was not guilty. And I posted a video of that too um, on my Twitter. You've got to see it because this is, and make sure you join my, follow my Twitter. I've got zero followers. I don't know if it's going to even let you follow me at this point, but um, that, um, that this, they interviewed this man and he talks about that this man he can't even fight his way out of a paper bag. He's much less doing some kind of conspiracy to, to, to murder, you know, someone in, in like this, in this situation. So yeah, he's convinced that, he, that James Earl Ray did not do it. And he represented James Earl Ray and, and won his, um, uh, one in court for James Earl Ray also. His brother, who had been the attorney general at that time, Robert F. Kennedy, the, that assassination occurred in 1968, and also he's been, wrote a book and has been doing investigations into the assassination of Martin Luther King and who was really responsible for that, and I'm sure other work as well, but I think that'll, that's enough right there to start off. So, um, 
William Pepper, how did you get into the assassination game, investigating presidential and, and, and the assassination of important people, uh, especially important people to progressives? How did this happen? How did this come about? Well, um, I worked with Martin King the last year of his life. I, I was quite close to him the last year of his life. I guess I was the one that compelled him to oppose the war in Vietnam. I was a journalist in Vietnam in 1966. He read my work in uh, Ramparts in uh, January of 1967 and saw the photographs of the burned and uh, decimated. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but you guys, def it's definitely, you've got to watch all these videos of William Pepper speaking. It's just so so important to understand so so compelling and uh, that he had pictures of what was happening in vietnam these children and families and the, the, uh, how they were being decimated it was awful and so that um, martin luther king jr which you know, i'd never really heard about that before I, I got familiar with william pepper and uh that he that that was what martin luther king jr was compelled to fight against the war did you guys know that? Did you guys know that? You know, they, they tell the littlest of nothing about what really was the issue. You know, they, you hear a little bit, I have a dream speech. You hear a little bit about the march and this and that, but you don't really hear, you know, that he, they did not like for him to be fighting against the war. And the, the, the thing, that was the big money machine for them to have in that war and all the drugs they were bringing over from that war. So, um, it reminded me of this passage here that our Lord Jesus said, woe to you. He was talking directly to the, the power structure in the temple. Woe to you. Woe as in judgment on you for you build the tombs of the prophets and your fathers killed them. It's the same thing. You guys, they have these, you know, every city has the street Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. They have all these parades and they have all these how, what percentage of the people out here do you think realize it was the C blank A that killed him? That it was the, it, that, that there's a judgment against his, uh, the state, the the, C, uh, the the country, the U.S. government for his wrongful death. How many people do you think know that? A half a percent, maybe not even that, right? And your father's killed him. It's the same, same, same. Our Lord Jesus said, you know, you guys. Your, your fathers killed the prophets and then you guys build the monuments. Oh, we wouldn't have done such a thing. It's the same thing. They're trying to kill our wonderful president. It's the same thing because they're, they are criminals and this is what they do. They don't want anyone to get in the way of their criminal activity. And they're doing the same, same things as their, as their fathers did. So yeah, um, that just reminded me of that exactly. Did you guys see this also? Our president retweeted this. Our wonderful, um, look at that, uh, Donald J. Trump retweeted this by Benny Johnson, the Second Amendment protesters in Virginia singing the Star Spangled Banner. Check it out. And they 
great. There's so many people out there. I'm so proud that they went out there and, you know, there were, there were those who were saying, no, don't go out there. Don't go. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a trick. It's a trap, you know, and, and yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it, it could have been it. And I thought the same thing, you guys, I thought they tried to scare me away from having a Twitter page and scare me away from having a YouTube page and scare me away from going to the rally, everything I've tried to do. And I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I don't care. I'm doing it. And I'm not going to, I'm just not going to cower and hide under the bed. Uh, if we, if we do, then we're, it's curtains anyway. If I have to feel like I got to hide under the bed. Um, yeah. And then I was going to show you something in, uh, about what had happened in, um, uh, let me see if I have this. Hang on real quick. I want to show you something. Yes, I have it. I have it. I'm going to show it to you in just a few minutes. So make sure check your check your bell. Make sure your bell is rung. Make sure to hit the like and 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 share this and uh, help everyone to know. Oh, this, we are looking at this. This is the biblical. What Q said. Read the Bible. God wins. This is exactly what our channel is about. And and uh, so we're not forcing the Bible on Q. Q has told us read the Bible, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to read a giant chunk of Isaiah here in just a minute. And don't forget, this is my book, the Book of Revelation Revealed. This is the Great Day of Revelation. And as our president just said, don't be afraid of the apocalypse. The apocalypse of the of the destruction is on the beast. He didn't say that, but it, you know, I'm telling you that we're not afraid of it. It's it's uh it's not on us the the devastation is going to be on them and they are going to be destroyed and they're going to be removed from us and we're going to have peace as he's talked and you can tell he has no love lost for nadler or shifty shift or schumer or pelosi or any of these criminals and he is calling them out and um so we are too but the book of revelation uh, revealed goes into what is the great awakening who is the beast which is the new world order who is the harlot which is all these minions of theirs that, that work alongside of them and it goes into each chapter and it explains what the book of revelation really is about and we're not escaping they're leaving we're staying and we're going to have a beautiful world we're going to have a thousand years of peace and wealth and health and restoration all this um also i'm going to play you one quick song i did scripture songs i have literally like 900 scripture songs i have them in niv um uh so that you can easily memorize god's word i'm going to play one one quick little jingle for you if you, Lord, should mark iniquities, oh Lord, who could stand? Psalm 130, verse 3, oh Lord, who could stand? If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, oh Lord, who could stand? So there you go. That may, you know, just a quick little jingle and it helps you to memorize God's word and, and lock it in your heart and having his word dwell in you richly is, is what keeps your spirits up all the time. Um, so yeah, they, the Lord is going to hold their sins against them. He is going to hold their sins against them. The, 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 for them, the blood of Christ is of, of no effect because they've rejected the blood of Christ. They've trampled his 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 blood underfoot as as if it's an unclean thing as if it's an unholy thing and so they there is no more forgiveness of sins for them he says don't pray for those who, who send the sin unto death so it says it in first john chapter five because they they've just hardened 
their heart against the Lord. No more deals. It's this, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. How many preachers you need here say all this? How many? Zero. Zero. I want some preachers. I'm calling on the preachers. I'm calling on people who know the word of God to speak the truth. And, 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 because the problem is their churches have been infiltrated by the new world order, the, the secret societies. And if that preacher says anything against uh, calls out truth, they'll be out of there on their behind in no time. All right. So anyway, come to my song on my channel. I want to sing.net E com Z E C O M M Z. And you can get them for $5 just to basically the cost of them. And I'll send them to you. And then you can be singing along with, with red pill. This is our wonderful George. I love him. You've got to make sure to follow the George. Most of the, you are. And every one of his videos he plays, um, it starts with, Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Check it. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I love to play the whole thing. I love that song. And I just, you know, it really makes me wonder about him playing that song all the time. It's really an amazing song. Think about that and pray about that. Why in the world is he picking that song every time? Um, so George is the name of the magazine for JFK Jr. And if you've watched his videos and you watch his, his Twitter, he, it, he's constantly got pictures of something that is right along with you know, right where it's happening with the president. It's always like, wow, really amazing. And he tweets right along with the president and all that. So um, I'm interested to see uh, this all play out, this wonderful show that we are watching. But he also has on his community page, this is what I'm going to show you just a second ago. He has on his community page where he has been posting very various conversations uh, for between Pompeo and another leader of a country or something or something that the president said that maybe didn't make the mainstream news or whatever, uh, which, yeah, a lot of stuff does not. But anyway, so I wanted just to read a couple of them with, <laughs> to you. This one was, this one, I love this. I love this. And I hadn't seen this at all. So again, this is on George, uh, the, the Q Collective on the community page. Okay, so this is on uh, before uh, President Remarks on the 13th of January, before Marine One departure on the South Lawn at 4.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the President said. So we're going to the game. It'll be a great game. <laughs> It'll be something that a lot of people want to see, and we'll be in New Orleans, and we're, we look forward to it. The stock market way up. The country is doing really well, and we'll see you at the game. Cue. Uh, the question, that's <laughs> not from Q, <laughs> this is the question. Mr. President, what did the intelligence show about the threat to the four embassies? This is about the Soleimani deal. Uh, what did the intelligence show? So this is the president's response. Well, first of all, I think it's been totally consistent, but here's what's been consistent. We killed Soleimani, the number one terrorist in the world by every account. Bad person, killed a lot of Americans, killed a lot of people. We killed him. And when the Democrats try and defend him, 
It's a disgrace to our country. They can't do that. And let me tell you, it's not working politically very well for them. So we killed the number one terrorist in the, in the world, Soleimani, and it should have been done 20 years ago. See you at the game. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. We killed him. He's dead. And I'll see you at the game. Have a great day. It's not worried him one little second. Not one little second. Isn't that great? All right. So here was one where uh, Mike Pompeo went to, um, I think this is in Costa Rica, maybe somewhere in the, in the, uh, uh, Colombia, Colombia. All right. So here, this is an interesting conversation. Check this out. Hello. This is Mike speaking. This is a telephone conversation. This is Julio Sanchez, Secretary Pompeo. Welcome to our country. Uh, Secretary Pompeo said, Julio, thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be back. Question. Okay, we don't have too much time, so let's do it. The peace agreement with, the, with FARC was supposed to have an impact on drug trafficking and cocoa crops. Numbers are not good, are increasing and increasing on both cases. Colombians think that we have lost the war on drugs. What is next? The aerial spraying what that means, the aerial spraying. Pompeo said, well, look, it's important. I was with President Duque this morning talking about this very issue. It's important that we continue to do everything we can to reduce both the cocoa crop um, as well as interdict cocaine that's traveling from here to the United States and around the world. I watched and listened to the President Duque. He talked about their plan. Last year, they eradicated some, almost 100 hectares of cocoa. It's clearly not yet enough. There's clearly more work yet to be done, but that's the hard work, that's the effort. I'm confident the Colombian people are supportive of that. The United States is prepared to do all we can to help them achieve the mission. It's important for our relationship, it's important to the people of the United States, and most importantly, it's important to the people of Colombia that we're all successful in that. Question, Mr. Pompeo, you just had a meeting with Juan Guaido. The opposition in Venezuela is fractured. Is it reasonable for the United States to keep supporting Juan Guaido if the opposition that he deletes is divided? Pompeo said, well, I've come into the administration three years ago when the opposition was intensely divided. Since then, I've seen a fundamental transformation and importantly, Juan Guaido just the past couple of weeks was re-elected as the duly elected leader of his country. The United States recognizes him as such and so do some five dozen or so countries. Five dozen. That's a lot. He's the leader of Venezuela. Maduro is relegated to trying to use collectivos and terror to harm his people. Now 1.6 million of them living here in Colombia. This is a devastation that has been brought on the Venezuelan people by Maduro and the United States, Europeans, South American countries. I was just with a big group of them today. All continue to support the Venezuelan people and their duly elected leader, Juan Guaido. Question, how strong is the information that American intelligence has about the presence of Hezbollah in Venezuela? Pompeo said, well, I don't talk about the particular pieces of intelligence, but make no mistake about it. We have the threat of Hezbollah, not only in the Middle East, but in South America as well. This is a real threat. It poses a real challenge to the people of the country. And today you have gathered a dozen plus leaders from all across Central uh, and South America and from the Caribbean, all working together to develop systems and processes and intelligence sharing operations such that the threat, not only from Hezbollah, but all other terror groups can be mitigated. Isn't that something? I really think this is great that he's sharing these conversations. I'm not going to read the rest of it, but the point is I want you to see he's sharing some really great conversations so that uh, I'll just put it down here. So in case you want to read the rest of it um, yourself, but yeah, so I really appreciate George doing that because me and finding some of this stuff is like a, sometimes a needle in a haystack. So this is uh, great. I remember when I first woke up, I was like, Oh, we're, 
guide me into where I can get some truth. And I, I literally, <laughs> a lot of stuff I've, I've searched and searched and searched and I had a hard time. And um, I'm so thankful we, I know some great sources now. And George definitely is one of those sources. So here's another one. This was amazing on the 18th of January at 1.36 p.m. Check this out. Yesterday, this is Morgan Ortega's department spokesperson. Yesterday, the Department of State designated Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps Brigadier General Hassan Shavapur Khuzestan Province's Valley Asir Commander, I'm sure I butchered that name, but anyway, for his involvement in gross violations of human rights against protesters during the November protests in Mashar, Iran. According to the multiple media reports and information submitted by the Iranian people through the Department of the State's Re Rewards for, in for Justice tip line, IRGC units under Shavapur's command killed as many as 148 Iranians when they encircled fleeing protesters in armored vehicles. Oh, they've, they encircled them in armored, armored vehicles, firing machine guns into the crowd and lighting fire to the marsh in which the protesters took cover. Oh, now we already heard that 1,500 had been killed. This is just gives you one example of what they had done. So the, 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 this is uh, being reported and these people are going to be held to an account, just like Soleimani was held to an account. This, they will be held to an account for what they did. These people were protesting and they deserve to be able to protest when they're being mistreated. And uh, 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 I just wanted you to see this. So this is a really great place to get some truth. All right. We're jumping right here into Isaiah. Um, I, okay. So the, 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 the main thing I wanted to help uh, us to see when, when we're looking at the book of Isaiah is that Isaiah is living during the time when the people are going into captivity. They're going into exile because of their sin. They had, they had gone into Canaan. They, that the Lord had told him them to eradicate the people of Canaan because the people of Canaan were doing all these evil practices that they all, you know, ball worship and all that. And they were doing all this evil. And he's like, you've got, you cannot live amongst them. You cannot intermarry with them because it will, it will infiltrate you. you. It will, it will seep into you and you cannot be a part of that. You've got to get rid of them. I want this land for you, but you've got to, you've got to get them out. Well, they didn't do that. They did it first, but then they fell off. Okay. And that's the tendency for us is that we start well, and then we kind of can fall off. And, uh, and then what happens is we learn our lesson because we realize and we, we have to pay the consequences for our actions. And then we are more careful in the future. We're more circumspect in the future. Okay. So this is what happened to them. And their so their whole land was, was infiltrated by these and they're living amongst them and, 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 and not having any effect on their society. Does it sound familiar? We've, we've had so many people infiltrate everything in our country, every institution, every church, every city government, every school board, everything. It's all been infiltrated and it's just so hard to cleanse it. Um, and that's what the Great Awakening is all about. But okay, so it's it's going to talk about that, that the Lord, they've become part of it. Okay, for us, we're like, we've got to get this place cleansed. We've got to get justice in this world. And we're, we're awake and we're ready. To, you know, so we're on the team with our Lord to get this, to get this done. But they were in, they were in, they'd gotten involved with it. They'd gotten in, you know, so 
They weren't yet at a point of repentance. He'd, he'd, Isaiah had been talking to them about it, and they just, they just, they really were just didn't care. And they were going to just do what they wanted to do and be part of this society and let their whole society go to the dogs. Okay. Should talk that about, about dogs. Anyway, so we, when you read, when we read this, um, you're going to see that the Lord is going to punish them and he's going to, 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 to clean out all of the land of Israel. It's going to be cleaned out and they're going to go off into exile. And you're thinking, well, this is, why is the Lord doing this? It's because he cannot let the whole, his, his people, Israel be, um, what do I, um, so infiltrated that they are just basically, it's as if he never even had a country to begin with, had, had a people book to begin with. Okay. It's, it's just like in America. If we've, as our president said, this is our last chance to save it because our, our country so much had been, taken over and so have been so infiltrated and it and and so uh so, such a high percentage it just was like uh, we we're diluted okay and until we're just don't even have any effect on the society anymore okay so the here's here i, I just want to read want to read the, all of isaiah to you guys but we don't have like <laughs> 10 hours but all right so the word that isaiah the son of amos saw concerning judah and jerusalem okay when you think about judah and jerusalem judah is basically the county or the district where Jerusalem is, okay? Now it came to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many shall come and say, come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, tell to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and he we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the, the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. How many times have I quoted this passage? In this? It's, it's in Isaiah chapter 2. So when you think of uh, it's talking about Jerusalem. It's talking about, okay, this is where the house of the Lord is. This is where you think of the, is, it's the capital. As our president put, Jerusalem is the capital, okay, of Israel. So when you think of the capital, this is where you get the, the, the main spokes, uh, uh, spokesman, the main word of the Lord comes from Jerusalem. This is where the temple was. Now, fast forward now, thousands of years, okay, that we now have, the there's been this dispersion. The people of God have been dispersed all over the world. Judah was dispersed to Babylon. The Israelites were, were dispersed into Assyria and then dispersed the great diaspora throughout the entire world. Okay. Just everywhere. And maybe didn't even realize who we were. Many of us, we might be Israelites that we don't even know that we were Israelites. We can, you can look at my video on, on the lost tribes of Israel, my, my playlist on that, because we're, we're all over the world. But this is the thing, this, this root is in us, this, this stump, uh, this root of truth is in us and it cannot be taken away. And it's a it's the thing that the Lord has you know, he can quicken us in a moment. He just like flipping on a light switch with the great awakening. And we're, we're awake. God, as it says in revelation chapter 11, 11, God breathed life into us and we stood up. 
We're all over the world. And we stood up and we're like, we hear the Lord speaking to us and we are jumping on it. Okay. So this is, it's not just about a physical mountain over in the Middle East. It's the mountain of the Lord where his word goes forth is his people with it. It's, it's, it's America. It's, it's all over the world, but this, that we are this mountain. Remember it says that there will be, that this, um, that this, this rock would hit that, that, that statue. Remember that? You don't know that statue, but anyway, trust me, it's really cool. And that there's a video I've done on it and uh, called the book of Daniel, the Bible before our very eyes playlist. And so this, this stone, which is our Lord Jesus hits this, this statue of all these kingdoms of the world and the statue, it just crumbles into bits and then it becomes a huge mountain that fills the earth. What is it? It's not a physical mountain. It's the mountain of the Lord. It's where, what as it says here, it's exalted. That his word, his people, his justice, his love, his truth, his mercy is exalted above everything else. This day, when he, can you imagine, you guys, his word is going to be exalted above everything in the whole world. All this other stuff is going to take a back seat. It's going to go down and, and, the, and the word of the Lord, the truth and the justice and the goodness and the health and the wealth and the restoration is all going to be lifted up the prime thing in the world oh yay let's go to the mountain let's learn the lord's ways let's let's walk in his ways let's have justice in our land let's have uh uh uh, a good economy and where people aren't being mistreated and, and 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 enslaved and 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 uh harmed and damaged and children being hurt and all that and it says, look at this, you guys. It says, this, is, this was the hope. When you first read the book of Isaiah, it says, this day will come. This day will come when he will judge between the nations. Verse four, and rebuke many people. Rebuke many people. Shifty shift. And Nancy Pelosi and Schumer and Feinstein and Weinstein and, and Avenatti and on and on and on, right? He's rebuking these people. He's rebuking these people, Rothschilds and the 13 bloodline families. They were being rebuked. You have, you are, your day is over. Your day is over. You're not going to get to do this anymore. And China, you're not going to get to abuse the American people. 62,000 factories being removed from America where they were trying to destroy our country. It, no, you're not going to get to destroy Russia. You're not going to get to destroy Iran anymore. You're not going to get destroyed North Korea anymore. You're not Venezuela and on and on and on. And all these people being, being mistreated. No, you're being rebuked. They shall beat their swords into plowshares. What does this mean? In, instead of having a sword, we're going to have something that will, that will grow some crops. We don't need the swords anymore. Yes, we're having a, we're having a, we're having a, um, a, a wonderful military, but just like my husband, we got, I don't even know how many guns just so we don't need them. <laughs> we, just so we, we won't have to use them. But everybody knows we, we're loaded for bear, right? And there's spears into pruning hooks so we can prune a tree and make some apples, right? Uh, grow some apples. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. This, is been, this has been the hope that one day we would get to this place, this time, and we're here. We're here. We even see it now. We're not having war with North Korea. We're not having war with Iran. We're not having war with Ukraine or Syria or, or Russia. We're not having war. 
the only war we're having is against the deep state, against these these liars and uh, in 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 <laughs> in our Congress, right, and all over the world, the infiltrators. That is the war, and it's 144,000 sealed federal indictments. Now, who thinks that's funny? They will not. We will not have war anymore. A thousand years of peace, the millennial reign of Christ. Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Oh, let's read that one again. Oh, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is what Q means when he says biggest. This is what he means. Oh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I'm not because it's too good, but I want I want to, but I'm not. All right, so here's a picture of them being taken off into captivity. Why? Okay, so let me just show you the picture. See the purple? This is where Israel was. The, the 10 northern tribes of, Is, of it, it called Israel were in the north, northern tribes. And then the Judah was the southern, the two southern tribes called Judah were right here on the south side, right? Jerusalem is, is right there in, in Judah. Okay, so then you see the green line. It says they were taken off in captivity. I think this is desert right in here, so you really couldn't go directly across. It's a death march if you did. You wouldn't have to go far to die. And so they they went around here and they went into Babylon. This is about the time uh, around at the time of the prophet Daniel. Okay, so they went into captivity about it was a little bit earlier, I think it was, but anyway, one, one went earlier than the other. Then as Israel, the Northern tribes went into a captivity in Assyria. And that's, like I said, that video I did goes into all of that and really amazing. They changed their names to Gomer, Chimera and Chimera, Gomera, all that, like Gomer as in Hosea married Gomer and she was wayward. Right. And so, you know, she went off and yeah. So this is, uh, and then he brought her back. That's us being brought back. We're being brought back and married. We're being uh, no more this devastated land. We're going to be this land of, of blessing, Beulah land from Isaiah 62. When we get all the way close to the end of Isaiah, you see how it's saying that no longer will you be forsaken. You'll be the, the blessed land. This is what we're, we're breaking into, you guys. That's what's happening. Um, that's why says it's biggest all right so this is where they all went and they lived there but then cyrus told them you can go wherever you want to go you can move you know you don't have to stay here if you don't want to stay here and so they didn't go back to israel most of most of them they went all over and so you'll see um from my video of where you uh on the lost tribes of israel you'll see how you can follow them based upon their heraldry, which is their flags. You can, which shows the 12 tribes of Israel. You can follow them because of the, the, the their artwork and their, um, their uh, different things that they would create, their name that, that had been changed. Uh, like I said, Comera, Chimera, Gomer, whatever. And then if you look right here, they many of them went right through the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea over here on the right. And there's a mountain range called the Caucasus Mountains, as in Caucasian. All right, so they went back up through here and they went all the way, way over here <laughs> to England and Scotland and all throughout Europe. I'm not going to go into the whole thing right now, but anyway, the point is, um, if you remember, uh, these tribes had four different mothers, okay? The 12 tribes of Israel had four different mothers, and two of them were, um, were the, uh, the, the, 
oh, that's, I guess the slaves of, of, um, of Rachel and Leah. And so they were not all the same race. If you, you know, you know they wouldn't have the, sort of the same color skin. Okay. So we are of the people of Israel are quite a hodgepodge of, uh, of what we look like. We're not all going to look the same. We're not all going to have light colored skin or dark colored skin, or it's all quite a nice mixture. And, uh, which is, which is wonderful. It's not about skin color. It's about our heart being connected to the Lord. And we're all going back to that stump. I'm going to show you that verse here in a second, but that I want you to see that as we're reading it, it makes sense when you see what is going on. Okay. The anger of the Lord is aroused against his people. He stretched out his hand against them and stricken them and the hills trembled. Their carcasses were as refuse in the middle of the streets. The Lord is angry because they have started doing this same evil stuff. You guys, the same sacrifices and the same stuff. He's, he's just, he's sick, sick, sick about it. And if you, you might feel the same way. If you know people who were raised to walk with the Lord and they're doing evil, it's like just sick about it. What is, how could you do that? How could you do that? Anyway, for all this, even though he's punished them, his anger was not turned away and his hand is stretched out still. Well, okay. So this is the thing. Is he having a temper tantrum? Is he, does he not remember mercy? Does he not remember his love for them? That's not the point. It's that they have got to repent. They still haven't repented. If they would repent, his hand would not be stretched out. He would not have to if they truly repented. Not this just like, I'm sorry, <laughs> right? Y'all know what I mean. But so, you know, we don't need, he doesn't need that kind of repentance. He needs true, heartfelt, deep, serious repentance. And he also has a second, second thing that he is trying to accomplish at this point. The people have become numerous. And so he, it's time for them to just to spread out. It's time for them to go to the ends of the earth and to, and to have an effect on the world and not just be in a big clump. Okay. So that's one of the reasons for the diaspora and that job got done. If you remember our Lord Jesus, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, after when our Lord Jesus, you know, who, after he had died for our sins, he'd risen and he was about to, to ascend and leave. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And, and we did, we, we spread out. And some of the spreading out was accomplished because of the, um, of the persecution. And so in a similar way, this forced them to spread out. And also when you are in a difficult situation, you begin to get more careful about walking in God's ways. When something bad has happened, Hello, can I get an amen? I'm sure you guys agree that we we were much more careful when I when I was afflicted. I learned to walk in His ways. That's what the psalmist says. I learned obedience when I was afflicted. That's just a fact. Okay, so he is he's he's accomplishing two is his for two reasons. He says that my his anger was not uh, turned away and his aunt, his hand is stretched out still. One is because of lack of repentance, and one was because he was had a purpose in this that he was accomplishing through the diaspora okay he will lift up a banner to the nations from afar and will whistle to them from the from the end of the earth <whistles> come get these people these people you're gonna have to be my chosen arm to punish them because of they have, they are doing like any every other nation in the whole wide world and i can't i can't allow that and so he lets us uh like uh, the 
like the walls, if, if we're doing something um, and we've allowed the walls to come down where we're doing anything in the world and, and disobeying the Lord, he's like, okay, then you are, you are easy prey. You're easy pickings for, uh, for the bad guys. Okay. Are they bad guys? Clearly. Yes. Babylon, you know, Nebuchadnezzar was a bad guy. <laughs> These are bad guys, but he's like, you're bad guys too. You're doing bad. So he says, I'm going to let, allow them to be my arm to, to bring you into compliance because I can't, he says, I love Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because of their, I, I, I love Moses. I love my people and I cannot allow my people to become like everybody else. Make sense? All right. Surely they will come with speed swiftly. No one will be weary or stumble among them. No one will slumber or sleep, nor will the belt uh, or their loins be loosed, nor the strap of their sandals be broken. Whose arm, whose arrows are sharp and their bows bent. Their horses hooves will seem like flint and their wheels like a whirlwind. Their roaring will be like a lion. They will roar like young lions. Yes, they will roar. They will lay hold of the prayer. They will carry it away safely and no one will deliver. In that day, they will roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if one looks at the land, behold, darkness and sorrow, and the light is darkened by the clouds. This is, it's, it's kind of like when you punish your grandchild or your child, you're like, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it, but you've got to, because you don't want them to be, to, to end up, they've got to learn. They've got to learn to obey. They've got to, you don't, you, you love them and you don't want them to end up in a in a terrible much more terrible situation right so they've got to learn to obey you because then they'll learn to obey the lord they'll learn to obey the the governing authorities over us except for the new world order but anyway that's another story now here in isaiah 6 this you i'm sure you have heard this many times the in the key year king uzziah died i saw the lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple above it stood seraphim each one had six wings with two he covered his face and two he covered his feet and with two he flew and one cried to the other and said holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke isn't that an amazing amazing view Beautiful, amazing picture. This is our Lord. This is our Lord. That you know, when He was walking along, and you see these movies about Jesus, you don't, you don't, you don't see His glory. You don't see Him in this position. You see Him; He just look like a regular man. But He's not a regular man. He's the God man. He's fully God. He's fully man. And look at this, our Lord Jesus. Uh, but they look at what they did. They called Him Beelzebub. He says, if they've called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call the house, those of his household? They called him. They did not realize either way, whether they knew or not, they, they would try to destroy our Lord Jesus when he was walking on the earth. If, but if you remember, he also said to his father, right before he was, he was going to the cross and he looked through the, what he was going to have to suffer. And he knew what was going to happen at the end. He says, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. This glory right here from Isaiah chapter 6 that I just read to you where the angels are are, are holy, holy, holy is the Lord. He's saying, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. So I want you to see that this is our Lord Jesus. This is him. And they, even though they, they treated him like Beelzebub, like the devil, he is the high exalted God of all the earth. I want to read all this to you, but look what he's saying. He's saying, um, you've, 
I've got a, he's, he's he, basically he's saying, I've got a message. I want you to send this message to the people. He says, I'll go and give the message. How can I not do whatever you want me to do? You're high and holy. You're high and lifted up. How can I not do what you've asked me to do? He says, make the heart of this people dull and their eyes, ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. What? That has been one of the strangest verses to me. But when you understand it in the light of the Lord is working a bigger thing, they've, they've, they've sinned. They desperately need to repent. But repentance is a gift of God. And he says, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to really give them the gift of repentance until I get them out of here because it's, they're, in, they're in, too, in too bad of a place. They will not be able to walk in my ways until I get them cleaned out of here. Is that wild? And when you look in the light of eternity and you look in the light of this beautiful place that we know are the, those who've gone before and they've, they're, they've rested from their labors because they're, they're done with this battle. They're safe. They're fine. They're, they're with the Lord. Now everything is, is fine. Those who, who true, you know, who, who are his, he knows those who are his. The Lord is working something much bigger than just my ease in life or your ease or their ease in life. He has a bigger thing that he's got, he's doing a much bigger thing to move uh, society along and bring us to the place where we are finally now where there are people all over the world who love the Lord, who are ready at his call to arise into these positions. Does that make sense? We've been working. He's been working toward this for so long. I have a video in uh, the one, the, the playlist, the Bible before our very eyes, and it's talking about Guantanamo Bay. Look at that one. And it talks about all how he's moved us from this to that, to done, you know, step by step by step to get us to this spot. He says, Lord, but how long? Again, trust his plan. He's got this plan and he's working this plan and he's going to bring society along. He's not going to let the whole thing crumble and, and fall apart. He's going to get society where the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters fill the sea. He's going to. And he, and we're just about there. Uh, and he answered until the cities are laid waste. Now this is back in, 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 um, in Assyria. Okay. He's until all these cities right in here are laid waste. All these cities right in here will be laid waste. Get back where I was. And the houses are without a man. The land is utterly desolate. The Lord has removed men far away. And the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. And yet a tenth will be in it and will return and be for consuming. And a terebinth tree or as an oak whose stump remains when it is cut down. So the holy seed shall be its stump. The root of these people who were hauled away, the root of these people, they have the Lord in them. Just like your kids, just like people that you know, you're like, they've been, they've been brainwashed. They've been, they've been, they're so confused by all the, all the lies, all the deception. He says there will not be any more deception for a thousand years. All this deception is going to fall off. He's not angry. He knows they're deceived. Just like with you and me, we don't have to be angry with these people. Just understand they're under this mind control. Okay. So don't worry. It's all, he's coming to the, to rescue us. So don't worry. So all these people, the root in them is there. That holy seed is will remain. And it's, it's that stump is in them and it will flourish. It will re it will root and it will grow, but in another place. Okay, I, I, I just love this. I, I wanted to share this with you guys because I knew you would really like it.
All right, so then in, on chapter eight, it says, now, it's, it, again, this is talking about that this is going to happen. He says, uh, this is a prophecy. He told them that what was going to happen. Before the child shall have knowledge to cry, my father and my mother, the riches of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria will be taken away before the king of Assyria. This is the king of Assyria right here. Come and grab their stem and their stuff and unhaul haul it all away in as much as this these people refuse the waters of shiloh shiloh is the 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 waters of the lord okay that flowed softly and rejoice in resin and the remaliah's son now therefore behold the lord brings up over them the waters of the river strong and mighty the king of assyria and all his glory he will go up over all over his uh over all his channels and go over all his banks he will pass through judah he will overflow and pass over he will reach up to the neck and stretch the stretching out of his wings it will fill the breadth of your land this that's exactly what happened that's what happened and i wouldn't say it, it hasn't been that different from us they have filled our land they have filled our schools they're filled our cities they filled our churches they filled our everywhere they filled all over all over they filled everything up and we've been and now we're like crying out lord save us from these creeps right and then we've been broken it says that we would be broken in pieces and it says in um i want to say uh daniel 12 that we will be rescued but not by human hand they'll be broken in pieces but not and we will be rescued but not by human hand so this is the last piece i want to show you this is isaiah chapter 9. again i want to read the whole thing Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed, as when it, at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. That's what we're doing, you guys. We're dividing the spoil. Look at everything that's gone on, and we are dividing the spoil, and we ain't seen nothing yet. We're about to see this great awakening, as Q just posted. He just posted. This is the great awakening. The numbers of the people, there's a, there's a something, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's, it's the multiplying effect. It's just coming faster and faster and faster. It's just uh, like, like fusion, whatever they call it. Um, As men rejoice when they divide the spoil for you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. He's broken their back. It's, it is broken. It is just a matter of time. We have won, and it's a matter of time. It's just, all they can do is just stand and watch, basically, their demise. It's amazing. So the day of Midian is the day of Gideon. Remember Gideon? It was only 300 people who went to that battle. It's a beautiful story. I'm not going to go. I've got a video on Gideon, but I think I do. Anyway, I've done so many videos, but Gideon had 300 men. And then the Lord had them have a pot with a, with a, with a light. They cracked the pot. They had the light. They were surrounded by people. And then people saw this light and they sat to this to, for the Lord and for Gideon. And, the, and they, all the bad guys who were in circle, who were in the middle, ended up killing each other. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're seeing with all these, all these uh, bad guys. 
they're all exposing and destroying each other. They're all fighting each other. It, it talks about that in uh, my book on Revelation. It talks about that, that they just end up destroying each other. Isn't that amazing? So, um, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now, we think about this as a Christmas passage, but think of it as this is our Lord Jesus, and that he is here to set us free. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. The government will be on his shoulders. It is on his shoulders right now. There's no doubt about it. His name will be called Wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace for a thousand years. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. This day is here. And upon the, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with just judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Uh, you can see why I was so excited to share this with you guys. I know I talk about these things, but just to read it in the word and to, and to know this is the promise and that this is it. Look at that. Of the increase of his government, of the increase of his government, the increase, ever increasing, ever in expanding. We've, he's, he's moved us along and along and along and along, just like on my Guantanamo Bay video, just that we just go and on and on and on and, and we're there where the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters fill the sea. That his increase of his government and peace, there will be no end, this mountain of the Lord filling the earth upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Oh, I love it. I love it. How exciting. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord. You are so true to your word. You're faithful to your word. Thank you that you're opening our hearts and our minds to understand what you're doing in this day. Oh, Lord, we pray that, um, that you would just help us to uh, be part of what you're doing so that your kingdom will come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that it will increase and expand, that we will help it to increase and expand in every area that we can. Oh Lord, uh, we pray that more and more and more and more, more eyes will open and, and know what's truly going on. Oh Lord, let us see the, the demise of our enemies. You say in your word that we will look for them when we will not be able to find them. I think Isaiah 41, and that, we, that they, they'll be gone from us forever forever and ever and your judgment and your justice will be expanding forever oh we just cannot wait to see all of this happen before our very eyes we're so thankful we're so thankful that our eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the lord we thank you we praise you lord we praise you so much for for being faithful to keep your promise even no matter what happened you were faithful to continue to keep your promise and you refuse to let the enemy triumph over us. We praise you. We thank you. We pray all these things in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. I love you guys. I hope you have a great night and I will talk to you soon.